just before we start, I think it's important to. A lot of times people use numbers to tell a story. Um, and it, it, it's important to do that responsibly. So it, it is re- regarding squandered fourth quarter leads in the fourth quarter, right? I think we can all agree a 10-point lead in the first quarter is different than a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, so out of 10, 10 games, right, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong because I'm getting this, seven times, right, we've lost um, – I'm sorry, uh, 10 times we've lost the lead, right, um, double-digit leads. Help me out, Derek. Seven times. Is that correct in the fourth quarter? Okay. You guys can, can look at this if you want. Um, but we're three and four in those games, 43%, right? Is that correct? Okay. Boston is two and three. They've just done it five times. We've done it seven. And they're two and three. So they're at a 40% mark. So, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is you could also look at this and say we lost the lead, right, and we got it back three times out of seven, which maybe that means we're a resilient team. You know, these numbers obviously are different um, the last two games. Um, But in those games, uh, you know, we had the ball at the end of the game, you know, possession down two against the Clippers. We had a similar situation against Golden State down one. So um, the fact that we're, you know, I, I think the important thing, what I'm trying to communicate is, you know, certainly when you have a fourth quarter lead, you want to keep it. Um, and when you lose it, I think it's important to look at why you lost it and, you know, why we lost it the other night. We gave up open threes. We had turnovers. Um, some of the turnovers led to open threes. You know, we didn't match up in transition and Wiggins hit a walk up three. Um, but it's important to me because I think it's important for our group to understand to whatever extent there's a, you know, a narrative that's been created. Um, I'd like for it to be accurate. It, you know, and I think everybody w- would also like that, that when we're writing about a team losing fourth quarter leads, yeah, you, you may have lost the fourth quarter lead at the nine minute mark and gone on to win the game. Um, it also says we've played pretty well because if we're up, you know, double digits in the fourth quarter for the most, I mean, I'd take that, you know, I'd rather be up double digits than single digits. So and the other thing is this business about Donovan not passing to Rudy. And this one's really irresponsible because like, it's not hard to figure this out. So first of all, Donovan plays with Mike, right? Okay. When Donovan plays with Mike, he's not even the primary ball handler. So when Donovan and Mike and Rudy are out there together, is what I'm saying. Right. Those minutes, Donovan is off the ball. So I don't know how he, you know, with two guys on the court together, if we want to go by possessions or percentages, that would be different. But, you know, Trey Young, Capella, that's the comp that we're using, right? You know, out of 3,442 possessions, you know, he's played, he's passed to Capella 472 times. Okay. Donovan out of 150, I'm sorry, out of 1600, he's passed to Rudy 150 times. So those are roughly the same number. 
right? So it, uh, what this says, Trey Young has a lot of pick and roll possessions with Cavell, 3,400. Mike Conley has 3,000 on our team. Donovan only has, you know, 1,600. So, like, let's make sure we're comparing apples to apples. And Donovan and Trey Young have the exact same pick and roll efficiency. They're, they're tied at sixth in the league. So that means Donovan's playing pick and roll with Rudy, and he throws it to Boyan in the corner, and Boyan hits a three. That doesn't count as him passing to Rudy. That's worth three points, you know. So it, this, so to the extent that Donovan's having to answer questions about how he doesn't pass to Rudy, you know, he passes to Rudy, you know, very close to the amount that Trey Young does to Capella based on how many possessions they have. And, you know, th- this is about efficiency too. It's about scoring. So if people back up because Rudy's such a lob threat, which they do, you know, like people are hitting him, they're holding him, you know, so sometimes like he may not have been in the play. And granted, if Donovan has a layup, I think everybody would agree that we want him to take it. So it's about scoring in those situations and you can score by hitting somebody. Maybe Donovan throws to Mike and Mike hits a three. So you don't get it. You know, you don't get credit for passing to Rudy, but I think we take three over two. So let's just not, let's not try to drive a wedge, you know, between some of these players and especially using numbers, you know, we should be more responsible than that. You know, cause when I hear that, you know, and I compare it, like, I know how these guys are doing, and they're playing great. They're playing great together. We're not playing great all the time. We want to play better. Um, but you don't get there, you know, by trying to, to say that one player is not passing to another. I just don't think that's true, especially when, you know, Mike Conley leads the league with Rudy. So maybe Donovan's not doing as good a job with Mike Conley in pick and roll because he's 1.2 and Mike's 1.22. You know, Donovan used to lead the league and now Mike does. So the way I look at that is Mike and Rudy and Donovan and Rudy – are pretty darn good in pick and roll. I think that's the bottom line. Okay. And our offense is pretty good because those guys are good in pick and roll and Rudy's good at rolling and Mike and Don are good. If people go under, we shoot. If there's a layup, you take that. If there's a three point shot open, you take that. And if Rudy's open for a lob, you should look at how many times we try to throw the lob and maybe it gets tipped because they're trying to throw the ball to Rudy, but go ahead and note that because it's not, it's not fair. When Trey Young has 3,000, of course he's passed the ball more to Capella than Donovan has to Rudy. You know, he's got 3,400 possessions and Donovan's got 1,600. So let's, you know, let's compare apples to apples as far as our players go. Because what I, what I know is both those guys are unselfish. And, you know, if we can pass to Rudy every time because he's open, you know, that's what we want to do. If Donovan can lay it, every, lay it up every time because he's open, that's what we want to do. If they guard both of them and we can throw it to Boyan and hit a three, that's what we want to do. So uh, I was told Donovan was asked about this. So, you know, I don't know how the question was posed, um, but I do know, you know, that we're ignoring some things that, you know, aren't that difficult um, to ascertain if you're really trying to get the complete picture unless you're trying to just make Donovan and Rudy, you know, not just, it's not the case too. So the story, the story is not, not accurate relative to where those two guys are, you know? Okay. Let me ask you then too about the play um, at the end of the Warriors game where Rudy had kind of. Yeah. When, when Royce's man was cutting through on Clay Thompson, if you could stand Andy and hold the ball, 
when you're being, you have a guy in front of you and the players, you may look at a player and see another player going by him and not pass. There's a window there. You know, it's like being a quarterback in the NFL and having someone break open for a second, you know, and maybe you didn't make the throw. So I guess that wasn't pick and roll. So I I, I don't like the suggestion that Donovan would look Rudy off when Rudy's deep in the paint, we've told Rudy, you get two feet in the paint. We want to hit you. You know, now if you're pushed off beyond the dots and ceiling, that's a different play. You know, the, the other one was when Don, uh, Rudy had, I think it was a uh, pool, you know, and Rudy had his hand down and he pulled the chair out from under him. Had we passed the ball it would have been a turnover. So if we want to analyze, let's do that, you know, to everyone. Let's say, you know what, you came down and you didn't pass to him on the break. Like, I don't know how you can hold players to a standard based on an individual play and come to the conclusion that someone is trying to not pass to someone when if they're open and you can score, like let's just, we assume we want to win the game, right? Unless we just don't want to win fourth quarter games. Like, of course he's going to pass to them. And you saw that throughout the game. Mike passed to him. And the, the thing about that is Rudy's doing a great – like. The last you know, few games, Rudy's finishing in the paint has been really good. I don't know who took that picture, but I could take a lot of snapshot pictures of the situation. And it might be that I wait till somebody's arm gets out of the way, you know, and maybe we're supposed to look, keep looking and then throw it. And then the guy comes behind, you know, you may be open for a split second, you know, and if, if you want to show the whole play, the video, like maybe he was open. You know, there's a time when I may not see somebody that's open, you know, but it's the conclusion that we're drawing from a singular play about one of our players not passing to another player. Well, he passes to him in pick and roll. Like, and we're not even going there. We're saying he doesn't, you know, like, so I don't know how, you know, that I don't know. I'd like to think more highly of someone's, motivation in that situation to draw the conclusion that Donovan's not trying to give Rudy the ball when, you know, like if anything, there's times this year where guys have tried to throw the high pass because they have confidence in Rudy, you know, and maybe it gets deflected. I don't know if that counts as a pass and a possession. Does it? Does anybody know? It doesn't. Okay. Well, that should count. (laughs) Right. If you're trying to pass him the ball. You know, and then how can you ascertain whether someone's trying to pass the ball? Maybe they're trying to shoot, you know, and they're freezing them out and taking a floater instead of passing the ball. It's just ridiculous, you know, and it's divisive. You know, both those narratives, you know, Donovan doesn't pass to Rudy. You know, we blow fourth quarter leads. You know, I, I guess if you want to take leads throughout the game, you know, I don't know what that number is. You couldn't throw that number out there. You know, you watch NBA games, an 11-point lead in the first quarter, you know, it's, it's hard to argue that a team's at up 11, you know, in the first quarter, like, blew the game. You know, they may be down 11, you know, because someone's missed, you know, three threes. You know, there's plenty of times we're playing and you're down and you feel like, you know, what, we're playing better than them. You know, we just got to keep him off the boards. We lost a loose ball. You know, but, so, you know, to me, that doesn't mean – that our execution can't be better. Like, absolutely. You know, the question is, how did, we, how did we go from up 16, okay, and how did that run happen, and what can we do to change it?
you know, and that means don't turn it over. That means don't have, don't lose a loose ball and have Clay Thompson hit a three. That means match up in transition. So we need a match up in transition when Wiggins is coming down the court. You know, that's a cross match situation. Like, you know, so be more alert, you know, make a better play, run better offense. I think that it's safe to say that our execution wasn't where it needed to be offensively. Um, you know, a couple of them tip your hat to Golden State. Um, but that's – anyway, so we did something to get a 16-point lead. So that's pretty good, too. You can look at that. Um, anyway, I, like I said, the, the important thing for us and for me is to it, – so, sometimes it can draw attention to something, right? It can draw attention to the fact that we've been really, really good in those games to have a lead in the fourth quarter more than these other teams. You know, and then we've won just as many on a percentage basis as Boston has. So we've been ahead more, maybe because we've played better in the fourth over the course of the game. You know, so anyway, was it a ten point lead? Was it an eleven point lead? Because a double digit lead, you know, if you lost a twenty three point lead, like you know, and I, again, I don't know. Maybe they're all in the twenties, which would be more concerning, right? You know, maybe they're ten. What if they're all ten? You know, it's not going Andy. This is like everybody reads. People read what you write Andy. our players do. So Donovan comes in. He hears that. Rudy hears that. You know, what are they, what are they supposed to think? Do they look, go back and do the research and say, you know, actually, you know, you pass to him you know, close to as much. As, and, and you don't really play with him because Rudy plays in three stretches. He plays all his minutes with Mike, you know. Donovan plays minutes with a song. When he does play with Rudy, he's playing with Mike. Would you say Mike is a point guard? Yep. So when Donovan's with Mike, is he a point guard? Kind of. You know, a two guard that plays pick and roll. Well, how many two guards that play pick and roll have those percentages in pick and roll and pass to their big as much as Donovan does? You know, you could, you could see it another way. So what was your question? No, I was just going to say. So the- you got like, this is not me wanting to talk about this. This is me. <laughs> yeah trying to shed light on a narrative that that is being produced and is not representative of the reality. And if it leads to questions about how Mike and Rudy are getting along, like, you know, that's like spreading a rumor about, you know, someone doing something, you know, personally, like, no, don't, don't, don't listen to that. But it's hard not, you know, not, not to listen especially when it, you know, so many people respond to it. And of course we've heard this narrative for about those two for a long, long time. So it's, it's fertile ground, you know, doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. What I was going to say, the, the stat that stood out to me was if the game ended in the third quarter, after right. the third quarter, you guys would have the best record in the league. They would have a 55 and 22 record. Right. And so. I, 55 and 22. So let's play three quarters. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, right, and so that's you know. Right, yeah. Let's use the- let's use that narrative to say that we're no good in the fourth quarter. I mean, where do you want to go with it? You know, I I'd have to look at those games and and say the same thing. You know, it sounds like we played really well for three quarters. You know, I I don't think anybody's running from the fact that you know we want to be better down the stretch. Like far from it. I mean, I've been transparent of that, but I also think it's not useful to just throw out, you know, like every time, like, let's not, 
let's not get ahead in the third. You know, it's like a, you know, horse race where you're holding back so that you can plow down the stretch and be the team that's been behind in the third quarter more and taking the lead in one. You know, we're just trying to play basketball and play well. And if there's things we're doing in the fourth quarter that are hurting us, you know, man, let's fix them. You know, but don't let this turn into some sort of like, you know, anxiety about, oh, gosh, we're ahead at the end of the third. What's going to happen? You know, they blew another. It's not true. You know, like seven times we gained the lead back or three of the three of the seven and won the game. So, you know what? That's a pretty resilient team. You know, pretty good because a couple of these teams are one in three, you know, like. Again, just let's let's. To be responsible about how, you know, we report these things. So if you want to comment on the end of the third quarter, like, I, I don't know what, I don't really want to comment on this anyway. I just want to play basketball, you know, and try to get better. So I, I don't, I don't have a response to that other than, you know, we play better the first three quarters than we do the fourth. And I'd like to know why, you know, because there could be a ton of reasons. Some of those games, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. But again, you know, we, we, we recognize the fact that this has happened. But let's not make it more than it is and let it define, try to make it define a team. Or more importantly, I'm talking like whatever on the, the leads and stuff. That, that's a, you know, that's a more complex basketball issue. But when we're trying to drive a wedge between two players, you know, and maybe that's not the intent. But I think we all could agree that writing about Rudy Donovan not passing to Rudy and responding to a still shot picture and say, well, there it is. There's proof. You know, like, show me a few others where he's going like this and Rudy's dunking. And, you know, because he's looked his man off. Or Donovan, last I checked, he was pretty good finishing too. Like, you know, maybe is he a better finisher than Mike? I don't know. Do you want to tell Mike he doesn't finish that well? So he passes to Rudy more. I mean, come on. So anyway, just anyway. If it gets to the point where Donovan's answering questions, the inference there is that he doesn't pass to him, and there's a problem between the two of them. It's not a, you know those aren't illogical jumps. Come on. So I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at all. So they sit at the same table and they eat sometimes. You know we don't. <laughs> You know, I don't know if they ride to practice together. Probably not. You know, anyway. One of the things about the game, how much do you have to gain plans for their I think there's, a, there's an awareness that you have to have. Um, a lot of times, you know, Adams is not going to get a rebound if he thinks he can sacrifice himself to allow someone else to get a rebound. Um, so I think – for us, we have to understand that everybody's got a rebound. You know, when we give up size, you know, through a number of pos- uh, positions, um, you know, it means video. It means sharing the statistical numbers. It means, I mean, they're elite. So, uh, you know, it's something that that is. If staying out of rotations can make a difference, you know, and. For us, too, if Rudy's contesting a shot, you know, we're even more vulnerable. So that's something you know, that we talk about a lot and emphasize right now. So I'm going to ask you about something a little unrelated, maybe. A, a, a little unrelated? Okay. A little unrelated. 
All right. Uh, doing, little, uh, doing some work on someone I believe you've worked with in the past, Don Bate. Uh, yeah. I was hoping you might be able to comment on some of the biggest areas Don was able to help you and your uh, I think understanding, you know, something as simple as, you know, where officials are positioned, whose responsibility a call is. I mean, there's a lot of nuances. It's, it's such a, you know, I don't think all of us understand the, the training process that goes into being an official. Um, so, uh, you know, as you learn more about what someone's doing, you develop, you know, greater understanding develops, you know, a level of, uh, you know, empathy, uh, for, for a certain situation and a certain call. And, uh, you know, you can see certain things your guys are doing, you know, that they can adjust easily that may, may help them. Um, so without getting into specifics, you know, obviously I think the world of Don and, and really have a lot of respect for him is, you know, I know he's an official anymore, but he's also a NASCAR guy too. So you should probably, you should ask him about that. <laughs>